0: Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name's Andrew Bascom, and for 113 episodes, we've helped you lose money on everything. It's a sports gambling podcast where we lose as many bets as possible in about 20-ish minutes. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on the NBA playoffs and a UFC fight night because a cheetah can't change its spots. And, of course, a recap and record check at the end of the show. You'll hear more about it during the record check. But we had Scotty Scheffler to win the Masters last week, so we are riding high, the highest of horses. I can't wait to come crashing down. I can't wait for this to be a famous horse crash. Seabiscuit? Let's go with Seabiscuit. Two bets this week, our favorite bets for the NBA playoffs, some serious prices and more. Then, for bet number two, we are going to make some bets for the UFC fight night between Luke and Muhammad. Let's do it. Let's go to bet number one. NBA Playoffs. Yes, the playoffs are starting, and I love losing money on the NBA. If you've been following our picks at Losing money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, you can attest to that. I'll get my picks for every series, but there are a few that I like more than others, so we're not going to be betting on every single one of them, but just in case you ever cared, Andrew, how do you feel about the series? I will tell you, sir. I will tell you, good kind madam. I will tell you. There are two series prices we don't have yet because we're still waiting to find out who the number eight seeds are from the play-in games. But I think we can pretty much figure this out because very, very rarely has number eight seeds beat number one seeds. What's up, We Believe Warriors? That was awesome. Okay, here are the series prices we are going to stay away from. And I'm going to start with kind of a doozy. We are going to stay away from the 76ers Raptor series. Now, I say that's a doozy because everybody, everybody wants to be betting this series. Everyone's like, oh, Raptors, 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 James Harden chokes in the playoffs. Now, by the way, these two things are true. The Raptors are Raptors, 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 and they're very good. They're all 6'8". They all just play defense. They all are one position. It's kind of incredible. It's honest, in you know, as much as we saw like Steph Curry change basketball with the three pointer and the Warriors, the way that they played, you might starting to see that the Raptors are kind of changing the, changing the game because every player is kind of the exact same guy. There's no longer a seven foot guy and a six foot guy. They're all six eight. They can all handle the ball. They're incredible. And on the other side, the 76ers have gotten James Harden, who is famously awful in the playoffs, and has been playing bad and down the stretch too. It's all Joel Embiid, and you know, I, I good for him. But uh, it's kind of like that scene in like Jurassic Park where Chris Pratt is surrounded by the the Raptors, and you don't know whether they're going to tear his head off or like, you know, Chris Pratt's going to assert his dominance. That's how I feel about this playoff series. It's everyone's favorite. Everyone's going to be taking the Raptors plus 160. They've moved the line so much, I'm not even sure there's a ton of value into betting the series as compared to just betting the game. 76ers minus 185, Raptors are plus 160. That's the exact same line for the series as is for game one. So if you like this, you could be going game to game with this and probably be making more money along the way. Or if you like the Raptors, just be taking the plus four and a half in the, in the, the point line and you could be you know, doing the exact same thing. So I don't know, the, the line has moved too much, when it was plus two, 225, plus 250, you know, when you saw some early, early bets like that, oh, maybe, but at now plus 160, I'm not sure the Raptors hold that much value, I think I'm going to be going to game-to-game to game for that one, and for that, obviously, go to at losingmoneywab to see our game-to-game game bets. And then, you know what, the next series that is exactly the same way is the Nets plus 125 versus the Boston Celtics at minus 145, the line has moved so much, everyone thinks they're the smartest person in the world, and going, yes. <laughs> the Nets are the underdogs. But have you seen they have Kevin Durant? Like we, do, like we all forgot what team Kevin Durant played for. Yeah, no, I understand that. But like, they have been bad almost all season. I and mean, yes, it's because they've been missing people. I totally understand that. About plus 125, the Celtics' advanced numbers, the Celtics' advanced stats are unbelievable. I think it was 539, 539 with their advanced stats. We're showing that even when the Celtics were a middling team, they were saying they're the best team in the league. They're the best team in the league. They're the best team in the league because they have good offense and good defense, and they were almost number one in both. They saw it coming well before anyone else did. It's shown to be true, though. You know, they, they've come close to getting as top of the seed as possible. They've been, they've been scorched earth in the second half of the season, and now they're really good. And now they're only a minus 145 against the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know about this. I feel like this is a stay away because I want to take the, the Boston Celtics uh, at minus 145. But I, I just, I can't, I can't, you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, Kevin Durant, do you forget who he plays for? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to stay away from this series. I'm going to probably dabble a little bit inside the series uh, at Losing Money WAB, but I'm not going to be taking the series as a whole. And then the third stay away is the Minnesota Timberwolves, plus plus 290 versus the Memphis Grizzlies at minus 380. You know what? Everyone's making fun. Everyone's clowning on the Minnesota Timberwolves for acting like they won a championship after the first play end game. You know what? screw you guys. Let, let people celebrate. There was, no, there was no harm in them jumping on tables and celebrating with their fans and stuff like that. I don't, I don't really get it. And for And for a franchise that has had so little success in its, I don't know, 30 years in existence, this is crazy. Why would I take away from their fun? Except now I'm going to pick where I take away from their fun. The Memphis Grizzlies are going to kick the crap out of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I just, I can't, I can't find the value in here at minus 380 for the Memphis uh, Grizzlies, so I'm just going to be staying away from the series as a whole entirely. So here is what my betting card is going to look like. I'm going to be making a little pick on the Chicago Bulls plus 700 versus the Milwaukee Bucks at minus 1200. Do I want to bet on those uh, odds? Fuck no. But I do see value inside the series, so I'm going to be looking at a Milwaukee Bucks 4-1 series win at plus 175. Now, it has to be an exact series win 4-1 for the Milwaukee Bucks, but it's really hard to sweep. That's pretty much what I'm going to keep going back to. You know, if you want to start predicting sweeps and you're getting big numbers for that, congratulations, that's awesome. Sweeps rarely happen. That's what I have to keep telling myself if I want to bet that because Chicago's been awful in the second half of the season and Milwaukee has to be one of the favorites to represent the East in the finals again. So I'm going to be going Milwaukee Bucks exactly winning the series by 4-1 to one at plus 175. The second one I'm going to be doing is the Denver Nuggets plus 210 versus the Golden State Warriors at minus 250. Now, there's kind of some ways that we can finagle this a little bit, but I'm going to be making a little sprinkle on the Denver Nuggets, plus 210. It's, it's just more of the Golden State Warriors, how healthy they are. Clay has not looked the same, and I don't really blame him. He hasn't played you know, basketball in almost three years. Draymond Green, how healthy is he going to be? Steph Curry, we have no idea how healthy he's going to be. We don't even know when he's going to play. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of question marks, and you could be betting on Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, and that's great. But at minus 250, I, I don't know about that. I'm going to be taking the Denver Nuggets, plus 210. Little sprinkle, but the correct score, this is the way I'm going to cover myself here. The correct score in the series after Game Three will be Warriors two to one at plus one twenty. I just think if you're going to cover yourself and say, "Hey, it's going to be a tight series, but the Warriors are eventually going to win because they're the, they're a modern day dynasty," you can still get yourself a plus one twenty if the Warriors are up two to one after three games. I kind of like that one. That's a way of covering yourself. So small bet on the Denver Nuggets at plus two ten, and the correct score in the series after Game Three, Warriors two to one at plus one twenty. So this are the ways that we're going to be losing money on the series prices. But you know this, you should be betting. The Eastern Conference, Western Conference winners, and the NBA champions almost after every round. You can kind of readjust your bets, hedge yourself, you know, find new odds a little bit. But the ways we're going to be doing it going into round one is going to be the Eastern Conference odds. We're going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks at plus 220 and the Miami Heat at plus 380. Now, is this boring? Yes. Is our good friend Charlie Chalk going to love this? Yes, because we are taking the top two favorites. But they're the top two favorites for a reason. Milwaukee has looked awesome all year. Yes, they've had some little stumble blocks and blah, 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 blah. They've had injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are still incredible. And Giannis is still the best basketball player in the world. I don't care. I don't care. You heard me. You heard me. At plus 220, to win the Eastern Conference Finals feels like a good number to me. And that's the same way that we feel about the Miami Heat. Miami Heat feel like the adults in the room. And sometimes that's not fun because they're really dour. And man, do they not seem to enjoy basketball sometimes. But it feels like, okay, you guys have your fun. Everyone calm down. Time to play some real basketball. And then they win. Spolster's an incredible coach. You know, Jimmy Butler, I don't know what the hell's going on there. But they've got so much talent all over the place. These feel like good ways to cover ourselves. Just an aside, this drives me crazy when you see people go like, I'm going to take these two bets for, you know, out of eight teams. We're taking two out of eight teams to win the Eastern Conference Finals. But they take two numbers where you're automatically going to be losing money. Like, if it was like plus 110 and plus 140, we're going to take both of them. It's like, wait a second, you're barely going to cover yourself. Like, why why would you take two then? At this point, we can get 220 and 380. So no matter what happens, we at least have paid ourselves off a little bit. Then we're going to go to the Western Conference Finals. And this is a a shout out to you, Charlie. We're going to take the Phoenix Suns at plus 110. I think this is not close. I think Phoenix is by far and away the best team, not only in the Western Conference, I think in the league. And that's why we're going to also take them as an early NBA champion bet at plus 260. Phoenix has been incredible. They've been missing people all season, in and out, and they don't skip a beat. I I think the plus 110 feels really good. That's going to be our biggest bet that we're putting in for the Western Conference, and a small championship bet at plus 260. Woo, so many bets to be making on the NBA. So please go to @losingmoneywb on Twitter, on Instagram to see our free daily picks so that we can be telling you how we're betting day to day. Those are serious prices. Let's go over to bet number 2. UFC Fight Night. We we keep winning money on the UFC. This is so stupid. I hate it. I hate it and I love it. I love it. I love you so much. I hate it. I hate it so much. And that's why we keep going back. We keep going back to winning money on these things. So I can't help myself, it's a fight night, and I will say, it's kind of a weaker card, but it's headlined by a super interesting Walter Wade fight. Man, the Walter Wade division is just so stacked right now. You got Usman, who's a pound-for-pound pound champ, you got Covington, who's not my favorite, but hard to argue, he's talented, Chimeyev, Burns, Luke, Muhammad, uh, Leon Edwards, who's now finally getting some shine. You're, like, honestly, you're going 15 people deep in one division that people can put on a good fight. You can honestly put any of those people in a headliner, you're like, ooh, and you're doing that thing where you're elbowing your friend. <laughs> which is the gesture of like, we should lose some money on this. That's awesome. We are going to get to the headliner next, but let's, let's make a pick for you know, earlier in the card here. So we got Pat Sabatini, minus 375 versus TJ Laramie at plus 300. Usually in a fight like this, I would usually take a flyer on the underdog because odds like this, especially in an undercard, are reserved for the best of the best. And that being said, I think the number on this one is too low and I'll probably be finding ways to get Sabatini in some parlays. That's the way I'm you know, looking at it right now. He's undefeated in the UFC. He's looking for a six straight victory. Sabatini is facing TJ Laramie, who hasn't been in the octagon since September of 2020. That's, that is two years ago, so just, I'm saving you some math. Sabatini is amazing on the ground, but two of his three last fights have gone to decision, so my bet card is going to look like this a little bit. Sabatini minus 375 to only use in parlays to sprinkle in here and there, and Sabatini via decision at plus 150. The decision one will be kind of surprising, but if you look around, even with the submission pedigree, It feels like decision might be the best value on the board, so that's where we're going to be going. And then let's get to the headliner, Vinciante Luque at minus 170 versus Bilal, Mr. Decision Muhammad at plus 150. Mr. Decision, of course, is the nickname that the gambler has given him, and boy, God, is that true. We'll get to that in a second. Winning streaks will be on the line. It's a clash of the top-ranked Walterweights gunning for a title shot. Luque is the number four contender in the UFC Walterweight division. He has finished opponents quickly in each of his last four straight victories. That is bad news for the fifth-ranked Bilal Muhammad, who has gone 6-0 in his past seven fights with one no contest, but suffered a stunning first-round KO when he lost to Luke in November 2016. 2016 is a long time away. I just want to make that incredibly clear. Even though that was kind of like a flash knockout and people are like, well, Luke's already beaten Muhammad. You know, that was six years ago. They're different fighters at this point. You know, we aren't kidding with the Mr. Decision bit, eh? 15 of Bilal Muhammad's last 20 victories have come via decision. That includes five of his last six. He's also a pretty reliable underdog because he's won three of his last four fights as an underdog, and the lone exception being to, yes, you guessed it, Luque when he was a plus 100 underdog, so barely. Jante Luque is known for his punching power and has knocked six of his opponents out in this scorched earth run of 14-3 and recently. Just incredible how, like, this is why he was one of the fighters that you've heard me talk about in the past that I just get really frustrated no one's talking about. He's really talented. The problem is he's in a stacked division. So here's what my bet card is going to look like. We're going to be taking Luque at minus 170. I think there's good value there. And inside the distance at plus 130. Okay, we're going to take Luque inside the distance. He's also tapped a few people recently too. Through his last three uh, victories have come via submission. So I just didn't want to go with the knockout or the submission. No, we're going to be going inside the distance at plus 130. Recap. Okay, so here's quickly a recap for all the bets we're going to be making from this episode. We're taking the Milwaukee Bucks to win 4-1 in the series, plus 175. The Utah Jazz, minus 280 for the series. The correct score in the series after Game 3 for Warriors Nuggets is Warriors 2-1 at plus 120. The Denver Nuggets at plus 210, little sprinkle. The Milwaukee Bucks to win the Eastern Conference, plus 220, along with the Miami Heat at plus 380. And then for the Western Conference, we have the Phoenix Suns at plus 110, and a sprinkle of a championship, Phoenix Suns, plus 260. Data for the UFC fight night: we have Sabatini minus 375 to be used in parlays. Won't be betting straight up on that one. And then Sabatini via decision at plus 150. Then we get into the headliner, Vicente Luque at minus 170, and inside the distance at plus 130. Got it? Good. Record check. There junk. were two episodes last week: one for the Masters and one for UFC 273. One did better for us than the other. So let's start with that, because we brought it up, ready. But we won, baby. Woo! We won the Masters. Scotty Scheffler won the Masters, sorry, what did I say? Scotty Scheffler won the Masters, and we bet on Scotty Scheffler, so we won the Masters. That's pretty much how I see it. Scotty Scheffler, plus 1,600, he really took the drama and stress out of the weekend, really after Friday, which sucks as a spectator, but as a guy holding a Scheffler ticket, who cares? We won! Where, when did they come from a green jacket fitting? Like, come on. Okay, let's let's cut the music for a second while I name the losing bets, Okay. Victor Hovland, uh, plus 2,000, he tied for 27th, which, nope, that's not good. Adam Scott, plus 5,500, tied for 48th, also not good. Corey Connors, plus 5,500, who I said on there was my favorite bet, tied for 6th. Oh. Keep this one in mind, because he's played out Augusta four times, made the cut every time, and finished top 10 three times. Like, we gotta keep this in mind for next year. I think it'll be my favorite bet again, and it'll probably be plus 3,000 or something like that. Then we had Russell Henley plus 4,500 as a round one leader. He was tied for 30th. That's not even close. And Tommy Fleetwood at plus 1,400 as a top five, and he finished tied for 14th. So, yeah, not, not that bad. So, even though we were one in four, we're up 12 units. Great win. Great win, everybody. As for the second podcast, we talked about UFC 273. There were three large favorites from the three biggest fights of the night with Shemeyev at minus 600, Yan at minus 500, and Volkanovski at minus 700. We knew it was going to be hard. Uh, with odds like that, but you'd have to take a big swing. So much so that in the final question, I asked our guest, the gambler, who would be the underdog you'd take because you knew one was going to fall. Turns out it was going to be Peter Yan at minus 500 losing via decision to the now undisputed champion, Aljamain Sterling, at plus 350. Now, it was a tight decision, so good for you holding the tickets, you know, if you won on those ones. The other one was Chimeyev winning a close decision against Gilbert Burns. No one had decision. Like, I, I, as many as I saw picks out there and people got at us, no one had decisions, so again, good for you if you had that ticket. I will say, though, people are acting almost like Chimeyev lost, which is nuts. Birds is number three in the division, and, and so far has is his biggest challenge in his young career, and he won. That's awesome. He's exactly who you think he is. He was in the teens, he's been absolutely destroying people, goes up and faces a really tough opponent, and beats him. Everyone needs to relax. Just because his mentor, Khabib, uh, never had a close call like this doesn't mean it doesn't take any shine off Chimeyev. It just makes you appreciate beat more, to be honest. But Jameev is going to be amazing, and I can't wait to see his next fight. That's awesome. And the last fight of the night, Volkanovski took, uh, just took the Korean Zombie behind the woodshed and made Herb Dean step in while they were still on their feet. It should have been like you know, the corner-throwing-in-a-towel-style match. I said in the podcast that Volkanovski needs a career-defining match because he's been great, but no one looks at him as like one of the best champions out there. And I just didn't think that the Korean Zombie was going to be the opponent that you were going to, like, get anything from. We expected Volkanovski to win. He was minus 700. And if he wins, you're going to be like, well, he won. Good for that. You know what? I was wrong. This was better than if he had, like, knocked him out in the first round. He outclassed him. He just absolutely beat the living hell out of him and showed, like, absolutely how dominant there can be. There was a series that I keep thinking about in the first round where Volkanovski hit the Korean zombie with a stiff, just rabid jab right down the middle. And the zombie laughs. And we find out later, because he laughed because he just didn't see the punch coming. It was so fast, and right down the middle, that he got hit, and he kind of laughed. He went, oh my god, did he just punch me? I didn't even see the punch coming. Oh, that's just crazy. So, because we stepped away from the money lines on all three fights and danced around the edges, I went three and four, which is actually 1.9 units up. It could have been bigger if we'd taken an underdog or two, but hey, that's life. The winners were Madsen via decision at plus 225, Volkanovski inside the distance at plus 125, and via KOTKO TKO at plus 240. Now, over at Losing Money WIB, we weren't as lucky. That's our free daily picks on Twitter, on Instagram. We went seven and ten, which is minus three units. Uh, that's some sweet losing money, baby. Hey, I, you asked for it; I gave it to you. It's a winner of a week altogether, so I'm just gonna keep that in mind. That being said, I can't wait to lose money on the NBA playoffs and UFC fight night. Subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts, and please give a subscribe and a like to @losingmoneywib on either Twitter or Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. We'll be back next week to lose money on so many other new topics. But until then, have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it.